Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Nurek. Hello, welcome to episode 24, six tips for dating someone with anxious attachment. This is one of those episodes that is for the partner of a big chunk of my audience. So a big chunk of my audience are people with anxious attachment because that's something that I know a lot about. I know it from the inside out. I've even written a book about it called Heal Your Anxious Attachment. But as I said, this episode is really for the partners. So if you would like your partner to understand you more, please send them this episode along with episode three, Anxious Attachment Explained, will help your partner understand where you're coming from and understand you. And I found in my own relational journey, it created a lot more compassion when both of us understood our attachment styles, a lot more compassion and understanding. So in this episode, we'll be discussing what it's like to date someone with anxious attachment, how you might know, and then I'll be sharing my top six tips for moving into deeper intimacy. So how do you know you're dating someone with anxious attachment? Remember that all attachment sits on a spectrum and that your partner might not show all of the things I'm going to talk about below, but here are a few. So number one, they're naturally sensitive. Um, especially to rejection and being abandoned. So small things that you might not even notice are happening or that you've done that you haven't really listened to something. Um, when they've called, you haven't responded. Um, it can be deeply hurtful to your partner if they ha if they are anxiously attached. So they're naturally sensitive. Number two, they can dwell on things. Because they're sensitive, their nervous system will often um, have a reaction to things and they can think on things for a very long time, find themselves kind of going over and over something and find it quite difficult to move on until it's been resolved and the connection has been re-established. So that's something you might notice. Number three, they're very attuned to your mood. This is often something they learned in childhood around an unpredictable or unsafe parent was to very, uh, what's the right word, like be very attuned to um, their partner, to their attachment person. It can be challenging later in the relationship, um, especially if the other person is really not very connected with their emotions. It can feel like one has a very big emotional range and then one other one has a very small emotional range. So just knowing that they'll often be very tuned to you. Number four, trusting is difficult. And this is because historically they have been able to trust intimate relationships. So as they move closer to you, they'll feel hopefully more and more vulnerable, which would be part of the natural process. But they might start to kind of subtly check up on you to make sure that they can trust you. They might ask for validation and reassurance. They might accuse you even of liking other people. So trusting is difficult. Number five, links in. They need reassurance. 
Yep, they need to know that the relationship is safe, that their heart is safe. They will need more reassurance than you do. And that might sound like asking why you like them, reassuring um, them that you find them attractive. And it can feel like a lot at first, but they need to know that they're safe with you. Underlying, it's all about safety. As they become more vulnerable, they need to feel safe. Number seven, they tend to overgive and then feel resentful. So you might not even know that they've been giving, you might not even really notice, and then suddenly there'll be an explosion and there's a, and a lot of resentment will come up. The tendency to overgive comes from a place of, oh, my needs aren't so important, it doesn't really matter, I, I'll do whatever I need to do just to maintain the connection. So it comes from an attachment place. Something else that can happen is that you express your love in lots of different ways, but your partner doesn't seem to feel it. It sort of doesn't matter how, how you say it, how you do it, how you show it. It never really feels like it's enough. It never really feels like they take it in. And that's because when we have the anxious adaptation, the model of self is of less than. And the model of other is, oh, they're better than me, they're more successful than me, just kind of better in different ways. So, I just lost my train of thought there completely. Yeah, so you might express your love in lots of different ways, but they don't really believe it, is what I was saying. They might also find being alone quite difficult. There's often um, an underlying abandonment issue. Some people will know where that comes from and other people will have no idea, but it will be there. And it might be that they haven't had a parent leave, but that in lots of little moments through their childhood, they were abandoned. So in the early days of a relationship, as intimacy is growing, the anxious per person is subconsciously waiting to be rejected. They're waiting for that pattern to repeat. They're looking for any minor signs of not being loved. And that can be incredibly frustrating if you're the partner. So how do we deal with this? You're probably like, hey Jen, jump to it. So six tips for dating someone with anxious attachment. As we move into this, really see these as gifts. They are really gifts for someone who in many ways has been hurt and is carrying the wounds of that hurt. So tip one is consistency. Consistency is a love language for the anxiously attached. It means not being hot and cold, being consistent in your behavior, replying to messages kind of in the time frame that you normally would, maintaining the usual amount of physical contact. And if there's a big change in any of those things, you explain what's going on. You let them know so that their inner alarm system doesn't go off. So consistency is a gift. Tip two. Practice empathy and validation. Empathy is the ability to stand in someone else's shoes and imagine what it might be like for them. Most anxiously attached people have received quite a low level of empathy and they're yearning, yearning to be understood and validated. Now, validated means having your feelings welcomed and allow, uh, with a place where feelings are given space doesn't mean that you have to agree with the feeling you just have to agree that the person is having the feeling and that it's really overwhelming for them or the way that it's impacting them 
Tip three, give compliments freely. So let your partner know when you're feeling especially attracted to them, when they've done something really well, when they've dealt with a situation super skillfully. So give them compliments, obviously real ones, not made up ones. Compliments will feed any relationship actually, um, but especially with the anxious attachment style because they've often grown up feeling less important and less worthy than the adults around them. Tip four, communicate. So communicate with words, with touch, with attention, with gifts. Explore how your partner feels loved. A great book for this is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, available at all major bookstores. It's just a little book, but it can be really helpful in allowing each other and helping each other to feel loved by the other person. Um, and, and when I say communicate, I also mean kind of letting the other person know what's going on for you in your inner world and your outer world, sharing with them. When your partner shares with you, it creates a feeling of safety. They start to feel more safe. So communication. Tip five, when they act out, set healthy boundaries. If the anxiety is extreme, you might need to set healthy boundaries around the behavior. For example, you might have an agreement that neither person will leave, threaten to leave the relationship when you're in a fight, that neither of you will check private messages, that if your partner feels jealous that they talk to you rather than their friends or hooking up with an ex or something else. So having healthy boundaries is helpful. And tip six, biggest one from a therapist, is go to therapy. Either as a couple, as an individual, therapy can be life-changing for the anxiously attached. Really learning to hold themselves to move into deeper intimacy and connection. The old pain will absolutely resurface in a relationship. And as that happens, the kindest thing we can do to ourselves when we have the anxious style is to have someone who is safe to walk that path with us as a, as a trained therapist. And when I say a trained therapist, I'm meaning someone who can work with attachment and who is trauma informed. Um, if you're looking for somebody, I have a range of therapists who are available globally through my website, Psychotherapy Central. They're all people that I know personally, have worked with personally, and have trained. So I can recommend all of them. You can also tell your partner about my book, um, Heal Your Anxious Attachment. It really is a step-by-step -step guide to healing anxious attachment, helping you to create more inner secure attachment and then the second half of the book is about forming that outer secure relationship. So it's a great place to start. Lastly, I'd just like to say that anxiously attached people want to experience deep intimacy, but they are scared of rejection. They're often very attentive and warm and loving, and they need a high level of security and availability to be happy in any relationship. I'll say it again, high level of security and availability to be happy in the relationship. And if, you're, if you know that you're not really able to give that, this might not be the relationship for you. So I hope what I have shared today has been valuable. If it has, I would really appreciate a like, subscribe, share. That's how all this stuff grows in this world. 
The show notes for today are available on my website, psychotherapycentral.health, where you'll find free courses, other resources, other therapists. Just go in, have a poke around, let me know what you think. Um, if you have any questions about what you've heard today, um, leave comments if you're on a platform that allows you to. Otherwise, contact me through Instagram, psychotherapy.central. And I hope to meet you again soon. Good luck with your relationship, wherever you are with it. Know that it can work. If you feel like you're a bit avoidant and you're with an anxious person, just know that that dynamic can work. Yes, it requires more work, but it can, it can succeed. I've been happily married. I'm, I have more of an anxious style. I've been happily married to my avoidant partner for 18 years. We have two beautiful, resilient, happy kids. So thank you for being here and have a really wonderful day. Take care. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.